When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Yeah, I think it takes a certain breed to do what these dogs are doing, right? Take a certain personality. Yeah, certain temperament, for sure. Certain temperament, certain drive, um, certain uh, you know hardness, um, the stoicism. Just the an animal that can you know take corrections, keep going, and, and push the envelope. Um, you know, it's you want someone who's going to keep you honest, and you know, getting involved in doing Malinois. Some people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, well, well, why are you doing this? Like, you know, this dog, like, cause you know, hard mouth dog, chompy dog. Um, mm-hmm. But you find ways to channel it and you find ways to um, kind of allow them to be who they are, but with, with rules and boundaries. And once you mm-hmm. can interpret that and you understand that it's, it's, it's easy. And it's, it's pretty hard to go back to any other style dog because of how quick they are. Um, and the intelligence level and the ability to just, you know, they, they may or may not like you. And, and that's just, that is what it is. So. Yeah. I see a, a lot of shepherds out there. Do they make the, the, probably the best service dogs out there as far as breeds or um, di- different breeds do just as equal as a job? I mean, that's, that's, you know, apples and oranges, I think, or, you know, each, each dog where, you know, I've had Mm -hmm. some was like, no, that this, you know, some from his lines were just apprehension Mm -hmm. dogs and that's it. Like there's no mean on that. Um, Right. And then, you know, there's, it's, man, it's, it's a crapshoot, you know, it's, it's like trying to find, you know, Mm -hmm. a stakes horse, you know, who this horse, you know, could come from great pedigree, but. It, it just doesn't, doesn't, fan, doesn't pan out, you know? Got it. Okay. So however the sperm hits the egg, you know, that's really kind of where, where, where the, where the, what where happens. The, yeah. What happens after the fact. So, um, sure. you know, I've seen some dogs out of the shelter that are, that are just workhorses. Um, wow. So, yeah. What's, what's your take on, you know, the veteran, you know, not the veteran, the VA, you know, uh, dishing out all the prescriptions and all that to the vets. Do you think the the service dog in the uh, the service dog community can uh, be a supplement to the psychiatry of the recovery of the vet with PTSD issues? Do you think that's a good supplementation versus I, getting the vets on the pills and all that and popping pills? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, with, without my bias, a biased opinion on it, um, I, I do, uh, just because of the fact that it, it, it's, it's not just, you know, what that dog is doing for someone with PTSD, but it's also, Hey, looking at the individual who may have a TBI, how do you, you know, begin working the brain in, in different facets or being able to see different, um, different things in the training and in your, in the experience that you're going to be gaining with the animal um, and how it benefits you, you know, in, in other ways that combat CBT or cognitive behavioral theory, you know, what is it doing that, that controls your impulse that helps you mark that there's, there's other layers to it that um, sometimes guys on medication, like just don't feel anything anymore. And that's, they don't feel exactly good point. One dude I was working with, I was like, bro, pretend you're happy. Like, when you reward the dog, just pretend for a minute that you actually are enjoying what you're doing. 
Like just, just for mm. the dog's sake. Like give me, give me a little bit more theatrics. Give me something more. Show me a little bit, you know, um, spirit in, in what you're doing. And, and, you know, and then you could see the change in the dog, like his ability to want to work. And it's like, oh my God, that was different. Let me, let me go explore that. Let me try to do that again. And then it's just like, and you start seeing the person, you know, rubber meeting the road with that individual to, uh, to try things in a different way as well. So, yes. yeah, like you th- said, the emotional connection is huge. Yeah, it just it, it builds you up, you know, and it's not it's not suppressing anything. You're forced to deal with, with what is right now in that moment, because um, let's face it. I mean, yesterday's yesterday. There's, there's nothing that we're going to be able to do that are going to mm-hmm. resolve whatever issues that that happened. It's, it's over with. Now it's all right. What are the maneuvers that we need to do now to make sure that either I learned from that issue or I benefited this way and you know use that momentum moving forward wow that's that's wild yeah that's something that the shrink can't do and meds can't really do <laughs> yeah but in, and again it's just it's the individual it's like where's the headspace where are they in where do they want to be do they want to be helped you know anybody can say i need this or i'm doing this but do you really want to be helped and if you truly want to be helped then you're going to be able to absorb things and and learn about things in a different way or just have different optics on it um, mm-hmm. and, and being able to kind of be around your peers. And I know sometimes that's difficult because some guys are still trapped in that one moment, in that one, that one event or that sequence of events that happened where just kind of like, all right, come on, man, let's, let's work through this. Let's get over this. Let's not compartmentalize it, but let's, let's take the benefits from it. And, and how do we, how do we excel? Right. Do you think as part of the P, the PTSD issue with the combat vets is the grieving process that they, they experienced the loss of their brother, the brothers in combat. And it, it's just that, that shock. Is, I, I never experienced that, but yeah. is it just uh, the grieving is it like an extended grieving process. Is that what we're looking at for the, the listeners that don't understand? <sighs> I mean, it's, it's so difficult to kind of pinpoint, you know, you're, you're looking at guys and girls, men and women who are between the ages of 18 and 25, you know, this is a real job, right? You know, this is the first real thing that we're doing, you know, over the course of two decades of being into war, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you're fighting for the person to the left and the right of you, you you sign the contract, you voluntarily went in and said, you know, I do this. And I think the, the could quite possibly be the hardest part is, is acceptance of, of that whole entire situation of what happened or what could have been done better, how, how things could have gone. And, you, you know, you get wrapped up in that swirling winds of, you know, the why, um, which really kind of, then you, then you, you're trying to search for an answer that's not there. Like it's, that, that was a time that was an experience that that's something that happened to us. That's, you know, but, but what's next, what, what comes from this? Uh, and I think that's the hardest part is because you don't know. And then you're dealing with all the emotional changes and psychological events that have happened, you know, and you know, for everybody it's different. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it, it's a tough one, man. It's trying to find out and, and, you know, really it's, where's the individual at within themselves to accept mm-hmm. and or to 
to navigate a different path to where we're not either self-sabotaging, you know, ruining relationships or, you know, uh, putting ourselves in situations that increase our vulnerabilities to other things happening against us. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a tough question. It's a great question. It's, <laughs> it seems like there's a form of guilt with the guys and gals that are overseas that experience that maybe the guilt is pushing them through the, the PTSD issue. And it seems like you have a good grasp of the psychology. Do you have a psychology background now? Cause you, you really know, understand the psychology breakdown of what's happening. No, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm actually going to be going back to school. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an area of interest that I want to get into. Um, I've, I've done a lot of reading and, you know, being mm. able to educate myself just for me. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the, the opportunity um, to, to deal with some really amazing individuals that have helped me grow from a peer to peer aspect. Sure. Um, have helped give me new light in areas of my deficiencies. And also it's, you know, it, it came to closure and whether or not I needed it. Um, wow. You know, and, and really kind of looking at it that way where it's like, do I need closure from this event? Do I need closure from this person or do I need this? Instead of having these, this built up anxiety of not being able to do or, you know, to, to say what I want to say because I'm worried about how they're going to feel or whatever. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, fuck it, whatever. And that was the yeah. thing I learned and was just how to say, fuck it. <laughs> sure. But yeah. You seem to have a really, I, I'm impressed. I'm like listening to you. I think you'd have like a, a at least a MBA in psychology or something, just the way you break things down with what the vets are going through and the connection with the dogs and just describing the combat environment and experience that that's had and, and maybe the guilt and then why they, they have, they're trying to push, why you're helping them push through because it's a deep rooted psyche issue with, you know, the chemistry, the brain and all that type of thing. And yeah. you see, you seem to explain that pretty well. And I mean, I got my, my minor was in psychology in college, but you know, nothing compared to, MBA or a doctor. I mean, that's the deep, deep level stuff. I'd have to go back to school to, I'm sure it's all changed anyway in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> five months or whatever this, yeah. uh, whatever's whatever. going on. Yeah. <laughs> whatever's going on out there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert by any means or a doctor. But here, here's a question. I mean, the audience is probably wondering how many veterans did we have overseas for the 20 years in that 20 year campaign? And the middle was it like millions? Probably just I'd say millions. Like six six point five million. I think were deployed over that time over twenty years. Wow, ish in and around that number. Six point five million. I think right around that. That's a lot of people. Because honestly, I've been you know, and, and what our what we've been looking for and how we've been trying to you know mine for mine for this information is what were the what were the figures for actual combat veterans you know and, wow. and really kind of figuring out all right well over 20 years this is what we came to so we're looking at you know possibly you know 10% ish around that around that number um would ID you know combat vets and then looking at who's getting service who's not getting service and how do we how do we find people that or, or just avoiding the VA or just like, you know what, someone else needs it more than I do. Those are, those mm -hmm. are the guys uh, and girls and women that need, or at least sure. 
should be introduced to something for themselves because if right. they're still kind of going through all this stuff internally, there's organizations and really good organizations out there um, that that are helping in, in similar fashions of what we're doing, but with different different events and different um, different experiences for them to 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 just unplug, cut loose, be free. Um, so, you know, I, I just recommend everybody to, to do due diligence, do your research, see who's doing what, you know, ask people around, what do you know about them? Um, and, and just try to try to try something different, try something new, you know, be an explorer for for yourself and, and, and be selfish for once and, and owning, Hey, this is something that I'm interested in, or I have had interested in that I'm no longer, or I haven't done in a while. Let me go check it out with this group with other people in similar places that, that can possibly help me grow, or I can hear something where the light bulb goes off and, Hey, that's my new dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to want to push yourself and like you said, experience and see what works. If it doesn't work at each personality is different. We're all wired differently. Our DNA is differently. Yeah. And one thing may work for another vet may not work for you. Like you said, hundred percent. And maybe some guys do better, you know, getting in groups and talking about their issues. And some guys are just introverts and they don't want, you know, they become antisocial and they, you know, they want to go sit at home and watch videos and just hang out at home. That's, they just, they're introverted. Yeah. And some personalities are extroverted. And so that takes a different, type of healing, right? Mm-hmm. And what what one meta we call it medicine or whatever is working for one vet, not gonna necessarily work for another vet. It's just yeah, we're all wired differently. 100 percent It just can't be the same duct tape for every problem. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a it's not a one, you know, one sheet fits all. And you know that's that was the that was the area that we wanted to kind of see and, and try to fill where you know we we understand it's not a one shoe fits all approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how do you break away from the institution to create another institution that involves a little bit more in depth personalized uh, development of 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 a protocol for you specifically. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you bring that out with somebody who can you know instill trust into you and, and okay, let me see this. Let me try these little, take little micro bites. And, and if they see success from there, just keep building on that. Right. Now, you don't have any full-time other full-time work that pays your bills. This is pretty much what you do, right? No, I, I mean, I, I train dogs on the side. I do some consulting here and there. Um, you know, what for, type of consulting do you security stuff? Yeah. Security stuff. And that's okay. the guy. <laughs> Security. Yeah. Are you are you a, a higher bodyguard too, executive protection agent? Or you what type of level of security do you do? Um, so EP work. Um, I did some work with a uh, concert company or brand that had some international business, and I would just travel around the world with them, um, helping them. You know, route plans, emergency action plans, um, dealing with some of the the higher profile. Uh, protectees, um, you know, and that was, that was about, that was really it to me. It was just a, you know, per diem rate and make sure, just make sure the principal is good. Gets to and from yeah. where they're going and unscathed. And that's, that's a success. 
I heard the business is really blowing up in South Florida. It's just blowing. It's gone crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting pretty big. It's getting pretty I, big. Especially the training aspect too. Especially the training. The, yeah. The, you know, the firearms training and things of that nature. You know, we, I, one of my partners is uh, with, with Gladius International and a couple other ones, Jupiter Shootsport. And, you know, the, the Gladius International is, is more heavily involved um, with, uh, with the EP side and also training. So, you know, mm-hmm. being able to work alongside um, some high speed dudes that, that really add performance and, and a training value to training with the firearms and, and just movements. And, you know, it's, it's not like going to the range and just, you know, having the, you know, the Gestapo RSO, just what are you doing? Don't touch the line, back off the line, hand off the gun. Like, dude, chill out, man. Like you're making, you're giving me anxiety. You're making me nervous. Um, yeah. So you can actually shoot and perform as, as you would in a real time situation. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's lacking um, in the firearm industry would be get people to, to, to train and shoot as they would in the situation that they need to do it in. So whatever they're carrying it for, be proficient, get to the gun, figure out ways to get the gun up, get it act like go. And, you know, from there, you know, worry about anything else. Like obviously your life's on the line and you need to get to the gun for that reason. So, right. You know, practice that, not just standing there shooting rounds that, you know, that, okay, great. Nice. You can shoot a pistol for five years away. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but shoot on the move, one arm, like working. Yeah. So it's like there's a whole, mm-hmm. there's a whole dynamic to it that I think is um, is you know there's there's a, there's a few organizations and individuals out there that are really doing a great job, and finally you can see the uptick of, of people with those skills um, really trying to to sharpen the blades of everybody else that's that wants to learn, that's eager to learn. What would you say Americans need to work on in the EP industry from what you've seen from coming from the contractor world overseas now that you've seen the EP industry been exposed to some players? What what do you think needs to be cleaned up a little bit that's not real world applicable that's being given as a training course? Um, I, I think it's 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 always the quality of service quality of service you know what what are you doing um to to make your team better how what, what are the sops and how where are you sending them to schools how are you developing you know uh, a group that's that's truly buying into what they're doing you know right um i, I think i think that and just education surrounding your your principle of you know who they are, you know, you're ultimately their, their shield mm-hmm. for whatever may or may not happen. This is why they're paying you X, Y, Z to be able to do this. So I would want to know from you personally, just more about them, more about what makes them tick, just the, that personal connection relationship that you can have um, with that person uh, makes, makes the job. I mean, hope it makes it a little bit more exciting to have to go to work rather than put on kit and be like, all right, I gotta go guard this dick bag. You know, here we go. <laughs> let's, let's go do this. Cause we've all been there. I don't, you know, it's, yeah. we've all had to deal with people who we don't want to have to deal with, but you know, we, we do it because, Hey, this is, 
this is my job. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. And that's it. Um, so I think, yeah, I think the training value, education, um, learn more about the principles. And I, I mean, it, it's, it, it depends on where you operate and what you're doing too. It's like, do you last mm-hmm. right. social media or are you more of a, you know, behind, mm-hmm. behind the closed doors, working with very, very high net worth individuals where, sorry, but that shit don't fly. Instagram posts and all that stuff. Like, good that's point. Good know, point. So it's, it's a it's a very dynamic mm-hmm. industry, but I think all, collectively, I think those those mm-hmm. three things would probably be high on my priority list. What do you think the future is for all the youngsters listening to the podcast that are like trying to figure out should I get in this career? Where where, where did the future of exec protection look like in the state side? Um, I think if if you're interested in the field, um, by all means, you know, try try to seek out and and learn from everyone that's doing it and follow your instincts and don't don't settle for you know the the first entity that you that you're with unless they're unless they're shit hot unless you know hey this is the group that I want to be with. Right. Um, you know, I think it's the the more opportunities you have to travel the more abilities you have to see different environments and how to kind of immerse yourself in those cultures and what's accepted what's not accepted you know and and just varying levels of of what the job entails um i think that you know those are just stay positive and, and constantly be trainable don't don't think you know everything or just when someone says something uh uh-huh whether you know it's bullshit or not, just like, all right, yep, uh huh, yeah, 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 I'll do that, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, leave, so. the, leave the ego at the door and become a team player. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You think ego is the big driver in the U.S. for people not getting along? Everybody's ego bigger than the other person's ego, and it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think egos across the board drive everything. You know, yeah, it's it, you either have to have an ego to get to where you're at, but at the same time, who checks that? And you know, you who checks that? Yeah. No, and if you don't let you, if you don't allow yourself to check your own ego, then you know someone will probably check it for you. <laughs> yep. Especially yeah. in this industry, you know, especially oh, yeah. you know somebody will get you, you know, tuned up real quick. Um, well, yeah. Personality is flying all over the place. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Everybody wants to be a wolf, alpha wolf, alpha dog. It's like we're a team here. I'm like, yeah. who cares? Let's be a, let's serve each other. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, but yeah, I think egos absolutely. Um, you know, and, and the more people can experience an ego death, and you know, the more people can just be a little bit more humble. Um, humble, then, then yeah, I think for sure. <laughs> yeah, the industry definitely changed since the pandemic and COVID. I mean, it slowed way down. It shut everything down. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, we have work again!" You know, last yeah. what year we've we've been busy. But it definitely slowed down. Everybody's like, well, are we, is this going to slow down for the election? Well, it's, I tell everybody, hey, it's, it's going to pick right back up. People got to make money. Yeah. And uh, we got presidential election cycle. So who knows what that's going to look like? It's going to probably get ugly. Yeah. I wonder what the Vegas odds are going to be when when whatever is going to go down goes down. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> who knows? It's anybody's yeah. given guess on what's going to happen in the next yeah. eight, what year. We got when's what, we got two more years or no a year one right? year yeah one year it's uh, starts what uh, first of twenty twenty four yeah 
So the countdown begins. So then I think February we'll find out how how dramatic it's going to get. Going to be between what is it? Trump and uh, um, the dude from California, Newsom, Gavin Newsom. I think Newsom's going to jump in there. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't. Like who who else do the Democrats have? Yeah, Newsom is the. Uh, you know, he's a good talk. He's he's a politician. Yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. Love him or hate him, he's. He got he got recalled and guess what they put him right back in office. So what does that tell you? He yeah. he's got a good engine behind him. What, yeah. Love him or hate him, the guy's he's sharp. Yeah, he's, he's not stupid. Politician. He's career politician. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get dicey. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that'll be a, a, probably a driver for the exec protection industry, I'm sure, and it's gonna it's gonna blow up even more and I'm, I'm enjoying this the solar time in July because usually July is the slowest month of the year for this industry because all the executives are out on vacation with their kids and everybody's just kind of checked out so yeah great time to go hang out with your dog or go get a service dog and reach out to Anthony hey hook me up <laughs> now, do you, you just get big donors for your organization right is that kind of how it works? Yeah, for right. That's that's solely where a lot of our funding comes from. The large scale donors, um, you know, until we're until we're able to navigate the the market for grants, um, that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, is is getting ready to bring bring that on board just so that we can get a facility and start doing everything that's outside of a facility, not so much a residential location, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of keep everything in an all inclusive environment so that you're we're just to the tease with with everything that we need on hand. Yeah, do you guys do like charity fundraisers and stuff like uh, dinner parties and galas and stuff? Do you guys do that to, for raising capital? We do, we do. Uh, we just recently had to pull an event um, out in San Diego, and we're actually trying to fight to get the, the down payment back for the oh wow the installment. So, um, but we do have some events that are popping up. We have an event that all the bartenders on October. I'm sorry, August 24th. Uh, and at the Stormhouse Brewing Company in North Palm Beach, we have another event that's happening September 9th. That is a it's our annual gunslinger shootout, which is a sporting clay event. Cool for everybody uh, to include some sponsorships. And then we are actually going to be planning a shooting experience um, at Camp Frank, which is owned by Gladius International. Hmm. And that is more of a um, operator experience where we'll have operators from different branches being able mm-hmm. to perform different things. So we're going to do TAC med shooting, survival skills, um, and, and tactical communications. So being able to bring in different groups and that's more of like a, hey, we're going to camp out with these guys and just really show them what that, that day to day is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being in, being in service, um, and just, having them compete against one another. Mm. So um, that's happening, you know, for a weekend of the 15th, 16th and 17th of September. And then October, I am in uh, New York for a speaking engagement with uh, mayor of New York. Oh, cool. Uh, So that'll be pretty cool. Buddy of mine, John Hamilton, um, he's going to be up there with me. And uh, we'll be up there for a few days, helping out another organization, Operation Warrior Shield. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're just, it's, it's a pretty, busy. Uh, it's pretty yeah, pretty busy schedule. Wow. Yeah. Um, You're getting yourself out there. 
trying to <laughs> get on podcasts. Do you get requests for a lot of podcasts per uh, per year, or you hit and yeah. miss? It's it's hit and miss. You know, I'm always you know very. I don't want to say hesitant, but I'm I'm just you know more reserved and. You know, I, but getting the message out there, being able to to showcase who I am as a person and, and what we're doing, yeah. and what we're trying to accomplish, um, I see the needs for it because yeah. for me, it's very like, oh, man, Harry, I just gotta go talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking being on yeah. video and all that, and telling your story and what you're doing. And but I, I thought this would be, I thought this was a great idea by Fran to yeah. uh, showcase vets, uh, service dogs, and how they make a positive impact on the vets and, you know, give them more, more longevity in life and more positive life experience by having the service dog by their, by their hand and, you know, helping them with stresses of life and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just make sure you do your homework. If they're whatever they're looking for, find, find an organization that's a good fit for you. Find someone that makes you the priority, find, find an entity that's dedicated to understanding what your needs are. You know, this isn't just a, I show up, I get a dog and all right, see you later. You're good. More to it than that. Yeah. There's at least should be in my eyes or there should be, you know, there should be be a standard. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully one of these days, you know, we can get insurance companies to kind of pony up and, and begin That'd be awesome. prescribing um, mm-hmm. animals that are that are held to a specific standard uh, mm-hmm. opportunity to be to be paid for and provided for. Is that going to have to be a bill in Washington D.C. that gets passed for that to happen? You think? I think so. That's I mean, a good I idea. Yeah, I don't see I don't see too many people from Cigna or Aetna, whoever, coming out of pocket saying, "Hey, let's gash our our percentage right. of, of return to." To, to get these guys' dogs that you know mm-hmm. actually do something. Good point. Great point. Hey, for the listeners listening to the podcast, it's the Post Mindset Podcast, and today we have Anthony Longo with us out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, down south South Florida. And what was the name of your website? Uh, WarriorsChoice.org. Look that up, and we'll actually my team will publish that when we release the 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 podcast itself and please follow us on YouTube and all the podcast platforms that are out there and give us a ranking comment. And uh, if you like the show comment on YouTube, we'll be publishing this on YouTube and then we'll uh, Instagram as well. The Mark Ledlow and uh, Twitter. We're on the uh, Mark Ledlow on Twitter as well. And all those social media stuff that I hate, but we got to do it. Got to put ourselves out there. Thanks for supporting the show, folks, and thanks for listening. And uh, a big shout out to Anthony for what he's doing to save our veterans and our you know law enforcement community with service dogs. And you know he said, like you said in the podcast, he doesn't take a salary. He's been in this for seven years, and he does this for the passion of how it helped him in his in his journey getting a service dog, and you know with his stresses and stuff like that. So no one's perfect in this world, and we all need help. So. If you're a vet listening to this, please reach out to Anthony. Me need help. We're this show is to help you and inspire you. And thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fearless Mindset. Talk to you all soon. Simplify.